Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is the Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? I got Sean McKeon in studio. And, uh, hey, Sean, last night we did a movie premiere at Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar. K-Wave was there. And we were, um, do, it's called the Full Send video, and it was about our tour that we did. Actually, right when the pandemic hit, I remember we were on lockdown here in, in uh, California. And after about two months of the lockdown sitting at my house, I was like just losing my mind, as I'm sure everybody in the, in the world at that time. Yeah. And I was just like, man, we got we to gotta do something. Like, you know, I was getting all the statistics that was going on, like, you know, anxiety, depression, suicide was going up. And uh, people, um, like, you know, I have a, uh, one of my family members works in the ER here in Orange County. And she says that, you know, people were coming in because they were getting uh, battered uh, from spousal abuse or, uh, you know, depression, anxiety. People were ODing from drugs. It was just getting really crazy because of the lockdown, right? Mm-hmm. So I just decided, I said, man, we got, what we do is we live the Great Commission. And we have to continue to go out and we got to reach people with the gospel of Jesus. This is the most important time is when everything is going up. We got to go out. We got to reach people. So I basically came up with that idea. I was sitting there at my house and I'm like, how can we reach people? Because the schools are shut down. Churches are shut down. Basically, everything was shut down. Right. But I just remember thinking, I'm like, okay, there's skate parks everywhere in the United States. Plus, I started doing my research because I have cousins up in uh, Idaho, and we visited there right before the pandemic and everything, and we realized that Idaho was open. And they had amazing skate parks. So what we decided to do is basically just – I made like 10,000 flyers with um, – and I did all the research for all the skate parks that were in the area. Made 10,000 flyers with all the skate parks, best trick contest, $100 at 3 o'clock every single day. And then from there uh, – made flyers and I just drove to Idaho with my family and I just started going touring all the skate parks, passing out flyers, letting everyone know that we were there. And it was open. Like people weren't even wearing masks. I don't even think coronavirus even hit at that time. It didn't hit that level over at there. That, it hit, but it didn't hit that level. Yeah. Like, like it wasn't, it wasn't really much of a, a thing during that time. But as you know, wherever you go in the world, kids are the same. Mm-hmm. They're going, they have the same screen time. They're seeing the same stuff. And it's still affecting them, you know, spiritually and and mentally and physically, just like the effects of the um, just the effects of the uh, social media, what it does. So with all that said, we created a film called Full Send. Full Send basically means fully committed. And it's just basically what your walk with Jesus Christ should be. You should just be full sending it or like fully committed no hesitation. It's like skateboarding. It's like you're going to go try to, you know, grind a handrail. You know, say it's, it's a big handrail. Well, if you're not fully committed and you lose your skateboard from the time you pop it on the ground till you get to the rail, um, you might not have kids later on in life. Well, you know, <laughs> last night we, we had that premiere and it was pretty epic. You know, we were talking about it before, like not knowing how, how many people would show up during this time. And yet there was tons of people, probably over a thousand people showed up last night. And it was a phenomenal uh, event. Also, the movie uh, that was put together kind of documenting this trip that you're talking about was done so 
the 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 visual aspect of it was phenomenal the music um but also just the stories and it had a really good balance of like god touching uh people's lives young people's lives also um you know hearing you speak hearing jared speak hearing uh who else christina uh you see all these different elements yes tom all these guys but yet god did such a, a phenomenal phenomenal work on that trip brian like last night i mean for you you know, you were able to do that event like uh, a couple months ago, but being there last night, um, having all the people there, the feedback, I was telling you last night, like there was a lot of positive feedback. I know my kids liked it, my wife liked it, and people that I know thought it was pretty dope. But awesome. How do you feel like how it turned out? Yeah, yeah, and that's, you know, it's funny because I haven't, we haven't talked to anyone. Um, I haven't really talked to anyone about the film yet because today we had to wake up and we had a bunch of other things going on um, with, with the whosoever's, but... Yeah, no, it was cool. Like when you called and you said that uh, Cohen, how old is Cohen? He's at what? Cohen's uh, 11. He's 11. What is that? What grade is that? Fifth? Six. Six? Six going in seventh. Yeah, sixth or seventh. So, anyway, with that said, basically it was, it was cool to hear um, that Cohen actually enjoyed it and it was engaging enough because it had skateboarding. But it, it was a skateboard tour, but it wasn't like it wasn't like all skateboarding. Skateboarding was just like the avenue to get in front of the people. It's just like when you do an outreach, like, you know, when people do like crusades or they do like, you know, uh, what are some other uh, events that people do? You know, they do like like paint, live uh, paint art, you know, right. somewhere to attract people to come and you are able to share. That's just the avenue. But the whole film, it's basically about the Great Commission. Just showing people that you can live the Great Commission and you could use all these different avenues to get in front of people. And that's basically what happened is we did the, we went out there and we basically um, got in front of kids. But it shows, shows like the interaction of us with kids, talking mm-hmm. to them, hearing their stories, praying with them. We were even baptizing people on that trip. Um, it was just uh, it was just really radical. To see the great commission, and some people were even getting healed on the trip, mm-hmm. and which would they weren't even Christians. Like that one kid in the skate park, the first kid, he heard that we were all Christians. He saw us that we were, uh, you know, praying with different people, and he came up, and he wasn't even a believer in Christ or anything. And he was like, "Hey, man, um, I hurt my ankle today." He's like, "Can, can you pray for me? To can you pray for me?" And I'm like, "Yeah." So basically, we pr- prayed for him, and he ends up getting his his foot gets healed. Right, all the pain just goes away, and he's all, "What the heck?" I'm like, "That was Jesus." I'm like, "Do you believe in Jesus?" He's like, "No," and he's like, "Well, I do now." And I'm like, "Well, do you want to receive Jesus?" And I got to lead him to the Lord through that. So it was uh, just all kinds of cool uh, little things, but definitely, um, I thought it was it, it was well done, and, and um, now it's going to be actually we release it on March 1st, which is Monday, um, two days from now on the whosoever's dot com. Oh, there you go, and you can watch it. It's a discipleship film it's a it's it's a faith builder i mean what do you without me talking about what do you think it is to you talking to the listening audience well i think it was like a a practical yeah a practical um ministry where it's like i this is why i liked it because it was it was really honest to be you know it, it was honest as far as like you had a vision to go out there and then you just kind of go to the, to the streets and be able to go to the skate park, not trying to do anything, not, not forcing anything, just being open to the Holy Spirit working in you guys' lives. Cause you can see it like you guys are hanging out with each other. You go into the skate park, 
but you're not really knowing. I think a couple of them said that too, like in the interview of like not really knowing what each day was going to bring forth. But that's how it is when you're being walking by the Spirit of God. Yeah. Like sometimes we try to keep God in a box and we do all the things that we think we should do. But a lot of times God changes our plans. And seeing some of the interaction that you can actually get from the movie kind of shows like some natural elements. Like I think it was the Tom Giles that was talking about speaking with that girl for a long period of time. And Jerry was just trying to land that trick right over and over again. But something that seems so natural, like you're just trying to have this conversation. He's trying over and over getting (laughs) tired. But what it's doing is having everybody kind of stay back. And it's those moments, I think, that kind of like amplifies how God moves in our lives. And it makes people feel like, you know what? I can do that. I can just live my life in my community, in the, in the place that I, things that I like to do, whether it's sports or whether it's music or whatever. God will give you those um, doors of opportunity just to have conversations with people. And that's so funny that you said that because that actual, that scene, it, the event was over. Like the event was over. And Jared just had that idea, like, I want to try and hit this huge gap right now. And what God used that particular thing when everyone thought it was all over and Tom just sees that girl and starts, you know, talking to her and to see how she's doing or whatever and starts sharing with her. Like to the normal person, to all of us, we were just like, oh, it's over. Jared is going to try and land this trick. So we'll just watch that. And, we're, and then we we're, we're like, we got to get out of here. We're going to go eat anyway. You know what I mean? So but what, what God was doing was he was doing this huge powerful uh thing at the skate park in that moment when everything's just seemed like it was all over and done and that that's encouraging to that should encourage us is that god is always working it may look like nothing's going to happen at this particular time where you're at in this moment of time but god is always working you know he's he, it's like that song you know that song that's really been resonating with me it's it's probably it's an old song but i, I was listening to christ Safari the other day and it's the Waymaker. You know, it may not seem like I'm working, but I'm always, he's always working. You know that song? And I've been just listening to that song like crazy right now, um, like on repeat. And it's so true. It's like, didn't seem like he was working. We already preached the gospel. Kids got saved. We prayed with people. And now we're like, we're trying to actually leave the skate park. But Jairus is like, I'm trying to hit this gap. And, And God was doing something big. And then even after that girl gives her life to the Lord, then Jairus ends up leading like another like I don't know like eight kids to the Lord right there on the spot after he lands the trick. That. Yeah. And we thought the event was over. You know what I mean? And that was another that was like another 10, 10, 10 kids. So and you know what the Bible says when one when one gets saved, you know, everyone rejoices. Um speaking of of Jairus, we actually have him um we have him on the call. I wanted to bring him in. He's actually he's in the film. He's a he's one of the skaters in the in the film and he tours all over with us. He's been to Mexico. He was in the, the kill the noise film. That's actually on the website right now on the whosoever's.com. Then, uh, he actually went on the full send video. And then recently we went out to Florida to go visit him when we did a whole tour in Florida. So right now, what we didn't say last night at the premiere is that we have a new film being edited from Montana. That film, that film is going to be amazing. I already, I've been, uh, we're, we're going through the editing process right now. Totally different. But epic. Then we have uh, the Florida tour that's being uh, that's going to go into editing right after the Montana. So hopefully in the next the next uh, six months to four months, we should be dropping two more films. And then we're going to go on tour again, obviously, like, you know, soon. So we'll be we'll be filming more stuff and just keep 
dropping these films, showing the ministry. And they're also different because every trip that you go on, uh, it's a different story. God writes a story. They're always different. It's like we, we use the skate parks as the avenue just to get on tour. But then, I mean, dude, we're leading people, Lord, in restaurants, praying for people like in homeless shelters. We're in boys' homes. We're in restaurants, Starbucks. I mean, it doesn't really yeah. – it doesn't. It's every every film is so different because it's you just get the best of stories and God knows what he's doing. Obviously, well that that movie itself, the the the, the documentary Fulson, it was like I said, it was pretty epic. It's dope. It's coming on the whosoever's website, whosoever's dot com, March first, right? March first on Mar- Tuesday, it'll be there, and you can find out. Go to the whosoever's dot com or or even on any of our social medias, and you could uh, see the recap. You can see the trailers. They're all there. It's a oh, we were like shooting guns, baptizing, <laughs> fireworks. Uh, what else was going on there? There was I mean, the skateboarding. Yeah, <laughs> skateboarding. Yeah, it, was, it was it was it was a it was really well put together. It had a great balance. Like I said, the music um, selections good, are good dope soundtrack, too. Huh? Yeah, it has a very good soundtrack. Which music makes uh, movies a lot of times. It kind of has a good flow, so yeah. it kind of like just kind of brings you in. And the visual aspect, I mean, Benny did an amazing job putting that together. Absolutely. So, all right, let's uh, go ahead. We got our headphones working now, so that's great. Um, let's go ahead and take, uh, let's get Jairus in. Let's see. Uh, I clicked on it, so I don't know. Is that uh, is that working here? I think they could bring him on right now. All right, let's, the bring, let's bring Jairus on. Here we go. Okay, cool. So uh, is he on? I can't hear him. So I do Should not I? hear him. Is that him? Oh, there he is. What up, homie? Oh, there he <laughs> is. There he is. <laughs> Yo, so I just introduced you. And what I didn't tell people is that you have that new show. Not that new show. You have that new school of ministry you got cracking over there at Calvary Chapel, St. Pete. Calvary St. Pete and your ministry school on evangelism and just discipleship, basically full sending it. It's what's what's the name of the the school now? The name is Zeal School of Ministry. So why should people come to you guys? Uh, you just said it about the movie, man. It's it's discipleship. Uh, I'm thinking about your book that's coming out, Kill the Noise, and it's just all about discipleship. So Zeal School of Ministry is a small in-house discipleship ministry we're taking like less than a dozen kids and we're going to train them up in their calling for church ministry we can specify pastoral youth worship and av and it's a year long where they live on the campus of our church and they do classes from bible studies to practical life skills but then throughout the weekend on the weekends we get them involved in the ministry of the church and then they're discipled from the pastors and leaders uh, constantly throughout the year. You know what's sick about that? It's a year. You know what I mean? Like a year goes by fast. And I've actually been to the location, to their to their church. They have like places to, that live right on campus. They have like a bunch of like, uh, you know, area there. They bought some other houses in the, in the area that are all connected. And um, it's there. His dad uh, is the pastor and he's amazing, super cool, Danny Hodge. Then you got Jairus, he's the son. And he, you know, you, you'll know if you guys go watch the full send film or the kill noise, you'll, you'll see, uh, Jairus, a lot of energy, very hyper, 
Uh, God's using him in a, in a great way, all that energy to do amazing things. And not you will not have a boring time because uh, I've been there and Jairus actually he has a, a, an epic uh, uh, youth ministry going on and the kids are like fired up, uh, just just excited about what God's doing. And there's a lot of when I say energy, there's just a lot of zeal or well, their ministry is called zeal, actually uh, zeal. Right. Keep it real. Um, but it's literally like it's very exciting. And if I was young. And I was going to put myself in a situation for a year because I've heard about a lot of people that go on these these places and they're just over it. You know, it doesn't really turn out too well. They got a good thing happening there. They're in St. Pete, uh, Florida. It's an amazing, uh, cool area that's that's there. And uh, just a lot of amazing um, people that that work with them. And it's important to get disciple. And this is the other thing, too. Jairus has been Jairus. You've been touring with us for for years now. Uh, you have you have in church um, um, uh, ministry uh, qualifications because you've, you've, he's done the in church stuff, but he's also been living the Great Commission with the movement, touring all over the world, and being in the thick of ministry and the most radical stuff going on. So he has life application of real stories. He's not just teaching about what's going on in the Bible. He's teaching the Bible stuff, but also like personal life experience of actually living out what he's read in the Bible. And that is important for the school of ministry stuff. Yeah, man, that's what you uh, always teach us on the tours. You taught that to me big time that, you know, this, this school of ministry for zeal school of ministry, specifically for those that are called the church ministry. But you taught me that in order to not get stuck in the bubble or the institution of the church, you have to stay in the world and, and kind of going out full sending, just like the movie shows. And so there's just that, like you just said, there's just that fire to, to train up the next generation of church leaders, but train them up in a way that makes the book of acts come to life. You know, hey, Jairus, uh, real quick, what's the, the age bracket that you guys are aiming for, for this uh, whole uh, discipleship thing? Young adults. We're looking to like 18 to 25 year olds. Oh, perfect. Sorry, dude, you're too old. I'm guys too old. and girls. <laughs> guys and girls, yeah. That's dope. Yep. So where where do we we'll uh have a guy's you know, house and a girl's house? Where do we uh where do we get that balance from that, that we were just that we were just talking about? Well Jesus tells us, he says, uh he says in the Great Commission, he says, and I love the fact that <laughs> the whole model that, that Jairus is doing, it's like he's like, Yeah, so there's like twelve. I'm like, I've heard of that before, right? The 12 disciples. So they, they get him. Jesus got the 12 disciples. He poured into him intensively for three years. <clears throat> but he says this in the Great Commission. He says, then the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of the nations. So that's, that's the uh, discipleship school, right? So you're discipling them there. Then it says, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's the water baptism and I believe the, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Um, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And, sure, and surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So basically it's about getting discipled, being filled with the Spirit, Get the water baptism on as well. That's always a great thing. That's full commitment. And then being sent. And that's where you have that balance because you have the, the, you have the church ministry, 
but then you keep it fresh because when you go out of the church, as you know, and you see, you've seen Jairus is like things. God just moves so much when like Peter, I love when it says, and he stepped forward. There's something about when you step mm, forward yeah. or, you know, when, when, um, in the acts, when it talks about, uh, Philip, it says when he opened his mouth, you know, when he met the, 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 uh, what's the guy going, um, uh, the Ethiopian. Ethiopian, when he opened his mouth, yeah. it's like, if you step forward in faith, things happen. You put yourself in that situation, or if you open your mouth, God will give you those words, you know, but it's good. You got to do that outside of the church. And that's where it gets really exciting. That's where your faith comes to life, you know? And then, um, it's just, it's just amazing. So Jairus, that is sick. Where do people find you? So uh, the name is Zeal School of Ministry. We call it ZSOM for short. Yep. So you can go to our church website, which is CCF, which stands for Calvary Chapel Fellowship, ccfstpete.church slash ZSOM, or you can go on the social media, which is ZSOM CCF, or you can also go to Google and just type in Zeal School of Ministry, and you'll find it there connected to our church, Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. And uh, the email is... ZSOM at ccfsaintpete.church. All right. Well, we're going to definitely, you know, when people want to get serious and get into the Great Commission and church stuff, I'm going to let them know about you out there and hopefully we can get some people out there. That'll be amazing. And maybe even the people that are listening right now will get out there and, and get involved. So it's a great thing. I'm looking actually, I, I can't wait till some students go through that class. And then, you know, maybe we can get some of those guys involved with us and what we're doing as well. Because they'll be, they'll be fresh out and they'll be fired up and ready to go. So I'm excited, yeah, we'll be man. You'll be, over there, you'll be over there helping us get them going too. Yes, I would love to come out and, and speak or teach or whatever. Or when you guys take them out into the sea for the Great Commission, I'd love to be involved with some of that stuff as well. So you, you know what's up. I'm going to bring my family out there next time too. Michelle, it'll be legit. We're hyped. All right, man. Love you. Tell, tell your family. I said, what's up? And uh, we missed you last night at the premiere. People were loving it. They uh, they were they were really psyched on on the whole film and everything. So, yeah, man, I'm hyped. I love you guys. I'll talk to you in a bit for sure. All, All right, right, man. Later, dude. Yeah. Right on. So, yes, go to thewhosurvivors dot com and watch the film. We have the Kill the Noise film and then the Full Send film so sean what else has been going on what's what's been going on with you how's how's life i think it's i think we need to encourage some people right now as i was sharing last night at the premiere what god showed me just recently is that there's been we've been talking about for a while but he really impressed on it in my heart to actually when i go speak to really address this stuff but there's been a there's been a great falling away of, of people from the church they're going to the church. When I say falling away, it's like there was a time when no one had to even go to church because everything got shut down. But during that process, naturally, when you're not in the word and you're not plugged in, you just kind of, you know, we've talked to you, you drift, right? Kind of drift away. You get off, you go on those detour routes. And now that church is back open again and people are, you know, kind of finding ways to deal with the coronavirus a little bit more effectively. People are starting to come back to church, but it seems like even the people that were back in church because what happened over the last eight months or year with the coronavirus, they just fell away and they got tripped up and they got caught back, caught back up in like, you know, maybe addiction of some sort, sex addiction or like pornography or 
buying or, you know, smoking weed or drinking or whatever those vices were that they had before in their life. You know, the anger, the bitterness, just all those things that creep in that Satan just gets a hold of you on. I've seen that great falling away, but people are coming back, but they're still tripped up in sin. Because, you know, dude, when you get caught up again, like in sin or like, say, like pornography or something, dude, Satan gets a hook of you, even though you're like, all right, God, forgive me of my sins. I'm going back to church. Dude, once you start that stuff up again, it is so hard to quit. Yeah. And it seems to me that like like last night when I when I when I called did this call to action and I said, dude, God's just telling me to just say the John the Baptist message. Like, repent. And what what is it? Repent? Like you remember John the Baptist is like, yeah. basically, you know, if you're like cheating, stop cheating. Mm. If you're getting wasted, stop getting wasted. It's like that simple. That's repenting. It's not like yeah. this whole like repent. You're going to go to hell. It's like, repent. Like, stop watching porn. Stop cheating. Give your life back to God. Because you, if you don't follow God, you will go to hell. Yeah. You know, I think it was more of like a reasoning. Well, you bring up um, repent. Repent is the first message that Jesus gave. Repent was the first message John the Baptist gave. Same first message that Paul gave and Peter. Go to all their first messages. That's true. Peter it's too. all repentance. And yep. all repentance is, is acknowledging, like, you got a problem. Acknowledging, like, the way I'm living my life right now is not working. And then you make a, a strong decision and you go a different direction. That's it. And you go to the Lord. Simple. And that's it. Simple. What you're talking about right now, Ryan, I think is so key. And obviously, I've been in ministry during this whole time. It's been a challenging last year, um, but we've seen a lot of amazing things. But we've seen a lot of uh, trials for sure. We've seen that there's a danger in isolation. When you isolate yourself away from people, fellowship, that's what the Bible tells about the importance of gathering with other people, especially those that are, are like-minded, because it, it helps you in your growth. But without it, you get isolated. And the Bible says in the book of Proverbs 18.1, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire and rages all against wise judgment. Because your flesh is always going to be weak. My flesh is going to be weak. Our nation and our world has been petrified with fear in a lot of ways. Um, we In this information age that we're in right now, people are so stressed out and trying to discern what's truth and what's error. You know, they, they get overwhelmed in so many circumstances and now maybe they're not going to church or maybe their church is shut down because a lot of other churches are still closed during this time and they feel like they have no hope and then like what you brought up people got back into addictions people depression anxiety i'm i've done so many funerals this last year i have four funerals coming up in this next week and uh, to say I've also seen people come back to the Lord, people that actually drifted and came back. And what you said last night was definitely the Lord because what happens when, and you kind of nailed it here a second ago where you're like, when you start kind of like tripping up and going back, it makes it harder to get back. And the reason why is because it's condemnation. There's this guilt, there's this shame that somebody feels and you feel like you can't be forgiven. You feel like, you're in this rut that you can't get out of. You feel like, you know, you Shame. can't get your wheels underneath you. You can't yeah. get your feet underneath you of like, as far as reading and praying and going to church. You just feel like off step, off beat. But what you have to do is just walk by faith, come back to the Lord. He's going to direct your steps. He's going to heal you through this process. You just can't believe the lie of the enemy. And a lot of times people fall prey 
to the lie of the enemy. The damage is too great. You've messed up too many times. You might as well just be here. Nobody's coming to help yep, you. Yep. Look, here, these are some fake Christians here. Hey, this church isn't helping you. And come up with so many of these discouragements in their life that they find themselves walking away from God. And that's what happens sometimes. And when, and when you do that, that's the, when the suicidal thoughts come back. That's the depression, the anxiety, the fear, all that stuff, dude. Like last night when I said that and I said stand up, dude, it was like half the place. It was, I, I, did, I thought it would be just some, a remnant, but literally the amount of people that stood up was like at least half the place, which was crazy because that goes to show that this, is, this was from the Lord, but the, but the state of the church. So that's the goal is we got to, we got to get them back. It's just, it's all it is, is it's so cool because it's in the Bible. It's the product. It's the prodigal son just coming home. Yep. And what's the father doing? Open arms. Like, yo, let's get, cut the calf up. Let's do a barbecue. Let's get the party popping. Yeah. It's that beautiful. But you know, the condemnation and stuff, we're going to be going to a break right okay. now in 30 seconds. We're going to pick up, let's pick up back on that. Yeah. When we come back from the break, remember, go to the whosoever's.com, check out the full send video. It was epic. It was a faith builder. It will inspire you to just go after Christ in full send mode. Peace. More of The Ryan Reese Show. Coming up, post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Now, back, back to The Ryan Reese Show. All right, I got Sean McKeon in studio, and uh, we were just talking prior to the break uh, just about how God's just been showing me that during this time right now that, that people have fallen away. You were going to church and the pandemic happened. You had a right to not go to church because everything got shut down. But the problem is during that time, because, well, you know, we all like routine in a sense of like, I go on Wednesday night to church. I go to Sunday night. I read my Bible on these days. All of a sudden, like no one's going to, oh, plus you get to go to work. Remember, everything shut down. No work. And, you know, when you're posted up, you don't have to go to work or anything. And everyone's just kind of shut down. You're just getting into like whatever, just kind of having a good time. Next thing you know, you get distracted and you get off base you're, you're just Googling stuff. You're looking at stuff. Boom. You come across some half-naked girl that sparks the porns thing. And, dude, you're right back deep in it. Yeah. You know, uh, one of our friends, you know, uh, um, Stephen Banches, he was, he was on the radio show. Oh, yeah. The New Age. Uh, Bancar, yeah. Bancar. Sorry. Yeah. I know. He always goes, will you say my name wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I say everyone's name wrong. I know sorry. you do. <laughs> but, no, he came out and he was just saying, you know, during this time – I, I got caught up and I got exposed to pornography and he got wrapped up in it for a little bit. And then he got on the, he got on the YouTube and did this announcement. He's like, Hey man, just want you guys to know, like, like I want, I want you guys to be able to relate to me. I can relate to you. Like here I am, I'm following God, but I got exposed to pornography again from my past life. And it tripped me up. I got caught up for a little bit, but I'm, I'm repented. I'm over it. And it was like, it was like a month thing or I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but it was something like a short time. But he came out to say it, not that he had to, but he did just to like, you yeah. know, because everyone trips up, everyone repents over something here and there, you know what I mean? Because we're all sinners, but he did it just to let people know, to encourage them like, hey, and yeah. it, what, what a great time for it too. 
Yeah. Because you know how many people are tripped up in this stuff. It's like, okay, I can, I can, all I have to do is repent. I just got to get back on track. And that's the whole thing. The walk of faith is like yeah. you can't get caught up in the condemnation. You got to just repent and you just got to keep going after Christ. And it, if you're – I'm going to say one more thing. Yeah. Scared Beeler, I've been listening to his, his uh, studies on John the Baptist recently. And he was just talking in his third study – that he was saying that, um, you know, talking about when you're in the when you're in the wilderness, sometimes God puts you in these wilderness situations. And I'm not saying God put you in the porn or anything, but I'm saying when you're when you're dry in the desert, a desert experience where you're caught up and you're like not drinking from the living water, you know, you're not connected to the Holy Spirit because you're just sinning or whatever. You cut God off, and you're 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 dry, and the only one that's going to feel that thirst is getting back with Christ. And there's people listening right now and you feel like you're just dry because you're not connected to the Holy Spirit. You haven't been reading. You haven't been praying. You're not even talking to God anymore because you feel like you're all condemned. You know, you are, you're condemned by Satan. He's condemning you. But Jesus says, I've come to give life. You know, Jesus didn't come to judge the world. He came to save the world. But you got to get plugged back in today, tonight, even right now. You just need to ask Christ like, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Fill me with your spirit and let's start over. Let's start new right now. And dude, immediately, according to the scriptures, you can come boldly to the throne of grace. You asked in Jesus' name, God's going to forgive you right now. If you said that prayer, you're forgiven. You, okay, it's all new. Again, new slate. It's, uh, it's a brand new start and you, you start up. And now just continue. And then when you mess up again, ask for forgiveness again. And keep continuing. But you're not going to... You're not going to transform like you're not going to walk, go into that spirit, that life. If you just if you if you're not going to church and you're not reading, you're not praying. Yeah, it's just you're just going to keep tripping up over, over and over. And we all have those. We all have those seasons where a couple of days or something happens where life gets so crazy and you get out of like your your normal like reading or whatever. And all of a sudden you're like you're all agitated and bad. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you're like, why? Why am I so just? mad right now and then you're like i haven't read the bible in like three days yeah that's no. that could happen I, that can happen to a lot of people and you know talking about this i one thing i was thinking about when you're speaking it's you talk a lot about going out to the younger generation and being able to see where they're at and yet it, it's not just the younger generation as we're seeing now it's like a, the older generation it's our age as well where people are, are stressed out there's there's, there's loss of hope. There's people that are battling with so many various issues. Uh, but the answer is always the same. The answer is always coming back to the heartbeat of God. Um, the condemnation thing that we got, we brought up on the other side of the, the break was something that's very real. Um, the, and the condemnation and conviction are two different things. Condemnation, the easiest way to, to break it down, it's of the enemy and condemnation. It draws you away from God. It's like you don't think you can be forgiven. You don't read your Bible. You don't want to pray. You don't think you're good enough. Conviction draws you to the Lord. And the Bible says that there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit which just literally means on a simple breakdown that if you continue living a lifestyle in the flesh, you're always going to feel condemned. You continue going to the bar, you continue getting high, you continue uh, getting into pornography over and over, that condemnation, that guilt is going to continue to be there. And that goes back to the, the word that Ryan brought up earlier is repent. Uh, as I said, every er message that was given by, by Jesus, by John, by Paul, 
uh, by Peter was repentance. And also, it's interesting that we're talking about many people that have fallen away during this time in the book of Revelation when Jesus is speaking to uh, the the church of, of Ephesus that have lost their first love. He said to them, repent. You, this is the one I have against you. You have left your first love, which means that I am no longer a priority in your life. I've, I've taken a back seat. And But the great thing is, is that when he identifies a problem, there's a solution. He says, repent. Remember where you've fallen. Repent and do the works you did from the beginning. So it's just like, dude, I, I, got, I fell off on this, this last couple months, this last year. I went off track. I went off the rails. Okay, I identify that, and then I repent. And then I continued doing what I did before I fell off the rails, and that is being close to the heartbeat of God. And peace of God will guard your heart and mind, and you'll be okay. So I just Googled uh, other words for repent, and I like what it says. It's actually pretty much what you're saying. It says, see the air of one's ways. Because, you know, when you say repent, people are like, I don't know, that word just kind of sounds crazy. Right. You know, repent. Well, I think maybe because we identify those crazy Christians on the corner on of the signs. street. Like, yes. Repent. Repent. You're going to go to hell. And they're just jerks, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's kind of, uh, yeah, it gets kind of weird sometimes. But re- when you look at it, it's re- just see the air of one's ways. Yeah. It's literally, you're seeing, and you even said it earlier at the show, you're like, it's just looking at your life and you know it's just not working. Like you know you know that you know that your life's not working when you're just miserable, you know. You're not happy and unless you're like into getting involved in like something that's like altering your 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 state or like some kind of sin that's pleasing your body appetite for that time and then once it's over, bam, the shame fills in or once you're coming down or yeah. whatever it is or you know if you're all you know, you're all caught up in some like lies and with your wife, you know, you're cheating on her or whatever. And you're all caught up. And then all of a sudden, like, there's going to be a moment of reckoning and the truth comes. And that's when, you know, it's all fun and games until. I think there's a lot of things that when we are t- talking here on the radio or breaking down Bible studies or whatever, it's like that there's so many things that are just easy. That we, sometimes you need to break it down very simple and easy. When we say spiritual warfare, what is that? It might sound like it's just a crazy phrase. But what it literally means is that what we're, what we're facing around us today, we might get agitated like on the freeway. We might get agitated by our, our loved ones, our friends, our family, stuff that's going on in the world. You don't like what's taking place, some laws that are getting passed right now. You're like, what is going on in this world? You watch stuff on television. What is going on in this world? You start getting agitated. But spiritual warfare also reminds us that it's not just the surface of what I see on television or the people that I'm in contact with daily behind it. There's spiritual warfare. There is essentially as good and evil. Um, we've seen it in politics. We've seen it in our nation in so many areas. We see it with drugs and alcohol. And there is a, a battle for your soul. There's a battle for everyone's soul. Yep. The Bible says that Satan has come to seek, kill, and destroy, but Christ has come to give us life. And Satan, there are three enemies of us. And that is the flesh, our sinful nature, our flesh, man, was never satisfying. Satan, deceiver, the liar, the murderer, the, the, the cheater, the slanderer, the devil wants to destroy our lives. And then the world around us tries to allure us and draw us in, whether it's through pornography, whether it's through lying, cheating, all these things. And then it tries to bring us into shape us and mold us in its image. And 
it's such a battle, man. You, you feel the pull. You bring out the pornography thing. Pornography is like this pull, you know, and my time, times past as well. It's like um, I remember even an old stu- uh, study that Chuck Smith did a long, a long time ago where he talked about going through the television set. He was somewhere and then a, a, a gnarly scene came on and then he went past it. But then he came back to it for a second. He's like, whoa, that was quick. And he shut it off. Yeah. Doesn't yep. matter who you are. Yep. Like there are battles that that we will all face. And that's what you have to identify uh, too. You don't want to continue giving into those things because it brings that that guilt, that shame, that condemnation. The, the warfare gets more intense. But there's always a solution to the problem. Staying in the rut, staying in the mix of all the stuff that's destroying your life. It's not wise and it's not what the Lord desires for your life. You know, all these things that we're talking about, Sean, um, this is why I wrote that book because, you know, there's, there's so, people are experiencing a lot of these, these things and they need that basic truth and, and to expose what these, these issues that are going on in their lives, things that we, you went through that I went through. That's why I wrote that new book called Kill the Noise. Um, I have a chapter called Shiny Objects and it's literally – about what we're talking right now. It's because Satan is a, he's a fisherman and he knows how to get us. I mean, he, we all, we all like certain things and he knows basically what lure to use on us to get our attention. Just like the fish, you know, Mm -hmm. it depends where you're going to be fishing, what pond or deep sea fishing lakes, fly fishing. You got to have a certain kind of um, bait to, to get that particular kind of fish. And we're all different kind of humans and there's different bait to get all of us. We all have different desires and, 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 and wishes. But, uh, that's why I wrote that book, the kill the noise book. You have, you have that chapter, um, shiny objects. Um, then I have another chapter in there towards the early part of the book. It's called, uh, crossroads and crossroads is that part when you're in your life and you're just deciding if you want to go after God or not, and you're just being pulled back and forth. And you're thinking, looking at your past life, your past life's looking at you going like, uh-huh. let's do this. But yep. then the, the spirit led life, the right, the life with Christ that you feel peace in is calling you too. So you got the devil and you got, you know, Jesus calling you in two different directions. It's that crossroad experience in your life. And that book, you've read it already. Um, Kill the noise is basically killing all the noise and distractions and living that call uh, for your life. And uh, it's a, it's a faith building book. It's it's not a uh, it's not an autobiography of mine. I wrote it more of like a tool to build people's faith wherever they're at. They're baby Christians, brand new, or even if they're going to find God, or even if you're a seasoned Christian. You know, it's a, it's a Bible. Uh, it's like a Bible teaching book. You know, there's a lot of like uh, Bible stuff that I've come by from me teaching the Bible that's in there on certain subjects. Yeah. But then I paste it with like life application. So it's like you see it in the scripture. And then you see life application, how, how it worked out. And that's what we need. That's what we're doing here on the show. Yeah. But I go more into depth because I had more time to actually think and put it all together. It's not like a live show. And I just got to lay it all out from like start to finish. And it's, it's, it's available. It's out. Oh, actually, it's pre-order right now. You could just, um, you could just go to, uh, what is it, killthenoisebook.com. Uh, or, I mean, it's on Amazon as well and Target, Walmart, uh, Barnes & Noble. It'll be everywhere. But yeah, this is a good book to get, to give it to your friends, your family. It's, it's, it's radical. 
Yeah, can I say something about the book? Absolutely. So I, I've been able to, to read it a couple times uh, going through it. And uh, obviously I've known Ryan for so many years and I know his life. So I know that the stories that depict on his life are legit and real. There's so much more that of his life too, but there are key components that kind of lay it out. But like Ryan's saying, it's not just a story about his life. It is this this growth aspect that is encouraged in your life. It, and the practical stuff that we're talking about right now, you're going to see that it's going to amplify. And it's true. It's funny as we're talking about this right now, it is going to be able to reach those that are younger, those that are older, different stages. And it's put together really, really well. Um, I think it's going to have great impact on, on a lot of people that are excited for it to come out. Yeah, I'm excited because I didn't want to do a biography, you know, like just like my testimony. I wanted mm-hmm. people to be able to – because stories and and stories and like good good sayings, like yeah. that doesn't hold on to that – does, that doesn't do anything. You can get excited about hearing how someone got saved, but it's when you bring the scripture in, that's, that's what you take away. That's what you hold on to. That's what like the Holy Spirit draws from. So you want that scripture, like a cool story that goes along with the scripture, showing life application, but then – it's it's those Bible lessons that that's what sticks with you and that's what's going to get you through the night. Well, you know, we've done ministry for a long time. So, you know, like as we've gone to so many people, we've dealt with people coming off drugs in the midst of doing drugs, alcohol, coming from being um, strippers and just a crazy lifestyle. And when they're in those beginning stages, sometimes they think like there's no way out, no way through it. Like it, it's just chaos. They, they can't see it. And then when we share with them like how God has delivered us and he's done this work in our lives and it's not just because um we're special in any way it's it comes it's lived out in very practical aspects is what we're talking about repentance change it's not overnight like we had struggles like i remember my first year and when i I came to the lord i still had battles like my ex-girlfriend would be calling me in the middle of the night my my thoughts would be like going different places wanting to go make this uh, phone call or or make this ride over to this girl or go meet up with the guys at the bar and i was having this spiritual battle in my home because you're talking about yielding to the flesh or yielding to to the spirit and i had many of those those um those um places is what did you call it the chapter in the book Crossroads. Uh, crossroads. Oh, crossroads. And like, that's a total practical aspect that everybody will face. I faced it in my life. Like, I could easily go out and go hang out with all the homies and do things that I used to. But then the Lord would just minister my heart. Like, everybody's seen your life has changed. Your life is impacting people. And if I stay close to the heartbeat of God, my life's going to speak volumes. I love these guys. I love all the guys I grew up with. I want them to know that what I'm doing is genuine. And so the best thing I could do for them is stay on point for God. And yet, but I can't deny that that battle is there. And so I've had to have my victories and stuff behind closed doors in the shadows of my life. There'd be times where I'd have to just turn on worship music or listen to a Bible study when my flesh wanted to go out and go get high again or go drink or go hook up with a chick. It's Those are all the things that I have navigated through as well. And as I've grown older in age now and in ministry with kids and wife, you have bad days. Dude, I get agitated sometimes. Days I had it the other day. My wife said to you, "Like you, you, you're acting like you're on edge." And yeah, I was. I had a lot of stuff on my mind. And then there's just warfare, and it's there are new challenges that we will all face. And I know you bring this up, and it's very important to be transparent. I did a show with your dad the other day, Ryan, and your dad got very transparent on uh, his uh, his YouTube show, and he was talking about anger. 
He's like, I've just been so, I've been battling with anger. Let me be honest. Yeah. He started off the show. I've been, I've been battling with anger, and it's just something that's always uh, been my my challenge in my life. And I'm seventy, was seventy two, seventy three years old, and the enemy never takes a day off. He always wants to try to find to strategize against us to attack us. And it doesn't matter if you are a pastor. It doesn't matter if you're just working in a restaurant, you're, you're an Uber driver, wh- wherever you may be, like the enemy wants to try to discourage you what God's doing in your life. And the only way to overcome it is trust to the Lord with all your heart, truly. And all these scriptures that we say, I, I hope that they never come off as just cliches and repetitive verses or whatever. They have to be lived out. And there's power that is in God's word, things that I have to be reminded of. Even knowing the Bible, even teaching the Bible, there's the simple things in my life that I'm reminded of as well. Like I have my own battles. I, I, I fall short just like anybody else. Um, you have to recognize, this is the one thing I'd say about this. If you're going down a dark alley and you don't have your discernment on and you get, and there's some like shady guys down the, down the way and you're not like, you know, tracking like something's about to go down. You're like probably going to time with my brother Shane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're probably going to get beat up. Like you know, you, you have no discernment. But if you're in that same thing too, but you have discernment, like you're you're checking around. Like if you don't recognize that you're in a battle, you're about to get in a fight. You're going to get beat up. And the same thing is spiritually. You must recognize that like you're in a battle. Therefore, the Bible tells us, put on the whole armor of God, walk circumspectly, carefully, with wisdom. Otherwise, you'll get picked off. Yep. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah, because the enemy, everyone is, he could come to anyone. You know, people think, oh, if you're you're doing this, everything, if you're in ministry or people put people on a pedestal, basically. Correct. Like, oh, yeah, they're fine. They're untouchable. No way. Have you been reading the news, what's been going on? There's been a lot of pastors and yes. like – some of the giants in the faith just getting taken out. And, hey, if you talk to us, of course, dude, you can get taken out easy. You know, the last six months of my life, dude, I've been going through crazy stuff. Just, you know, you know, thoughts of, like, forget, just going, like, dude, I'm done with ministry. I'm just, I'm over it. It's just too, just too, just Satan just getting in my mind, you know, just, like, oppressing. Yes. The oppression, you know, and trying to, like, get you off track. He wants to detour you. He wants, he sees, you know, and it doesn't matter if you're like doing big ministry or small ministry, just as a believer. When I say ministry, like we're believers, we're just servants of Christ and we just live our walk. We're having influence wherever we're at. You know, it's, it's, if you're just in, you know, we have a lot of, like we had some of our friends that are like, you know, famous musicians last that were at the premiere and their manager, uh, their man, their managers were there too. And it's funny enough, but both managers, when they both got saved, they would, they were like, Hey man, I just want to leave music industry and i'm like no you don't leave the mainstream music industry you are a christian now you just live your life as a believer in hollywood and in these circles and you know they man you know they're just around they're just in the mix and i said do you be there and let your light shine and you know when you're in the world the mainstream and you're a christian it's hard especially when you're working in hollywood there's like jesus is a joke up there you know what i mean in those industries but it's – I said, dude, you got to be there. And there has been really cool um, responses from that. And they've been uh, – to get – be able to like be able to pray with different artists that aren't even Christians. you know. And they're just like – they just see their life changing. And now the artists are like, hey, um, 
Like he, they would ask him, he would, he would tell the artist, Hey, if, if there's anything you want, I pray. I pray. He's like, now that I'm a Christian, I, I pray for people. <laughs> you know, if you want me to pray for anything, just let me know. And then they'll be like, Hey, you know, you know, pray for my, my dad or, or pray for this. So now these people that aren't even Christians are now asking him to pray for people, Yeah, pray for, or pray for things in their life. And that's so cool. He's not, he hasn't led any, he's not leading anyone to the Lord. He's just, just simply praying for people and the doors open. And now there's more transparency of conversations that are happening. And that's where it all starts through relationships and transparency. So it's just really cool. Um, you know, that it's just really cool that, that you got to watch out because the enemy wants to take everyone out and you don't have to be doing big, you know, leading everyone to the Lord. It's not about that. It's just Satan hates your guts. If you're just a Christian, Yeah. period, period. Cause you're going to raise your kids in the ways of the Lord. You're going to, you know, if you're dating, you're going to be leading them, you know, making sure they're walking with God and you're going to be a witness just by having the Holy Spirit in you. And if you're in those industries as well, I mean, that's why it's so important to like draw close to God, like build your relationship with God because you're in those front lines aspects and God wants you to use your lives on those platforms and you want to be able to be encouraged. I have this conversation uh, with this girl from the church um, who is uh, going to UCR, her, she is um, majoring uh, in English, and she's becoming a teacher. And teacher, everything is so liberal, and yet she ha- feels called to be it. And yet she is surrounded by so many people that were atheists, you know, different beliefs. Like she's always in this battle of warfare, standing for truth. But she knows the importance of being that light and standing. And that's her desire. That's her prayer too. Like you should meet her sometime, Ryan. Like where it's like she wishes the church would be more activated in the communities. Like if you're a, a teacher, like be a Christian in the place that you yeah. are, musician, an athlete, like yeah. whatever it is, like the, the greatest thing you could do is to be a light in those particular areas. If God calls you out and puts you in some kind of ministry, like in a church, cool, but that's not the only t- type of ministry. A lot of times the Lord just wants you to use your right where you're at. Yeah. And be able to reach those people. Absolutely, absolutely. We got we got about two minutes left. So let's say this: give your life to Christ. Repent means you just find that your ways that you're living aren't right, <laughs> and you know if you know. Like if, if you're in that situation, you know. I've heard Garrett Beeler say, I "Man, I'm talking about Garrett Beeler, Beeler a lot." You know, I've been listening to him too much lately. I love Garrett. Beeler. <laughs> no, he's awesome. Uh, no, I remember him saying one time, "You know, if you're, are you tired of being tired?" I used to go to Monday night study. Are you tired of being tired? Come to the Lord and find rest. Because Jesus says, I'll give you peace and rest for your soul. Repent. Give your life to God. Get on track. Um, after that, uh, go to the whosoever's. Download, download the full send video or watch it. Get inspired. Build your faith. Then go to killthenoisebook.com. Pick up a big book. It's a tool. It's a discipleship book. And it's a faith-building book. And wherever you're at in your life, Hey, if you're older and you've been around a long time, listen to some fresh new stories of what God's doing that will inspire you. If you're new, this is going to be a little roadmap to get you to where you need to go. That that kick, not it's not even a kickstart. It's just like a, it's going to walk you through all the different seasons that you could probably that you're going to end up going through. And uh, the most important thing is go and download the Bible app and read the Bible because. That's what you need in your life. You need God's word. That's where the power comes from. Sean, that's it, dude. You made it. We did it. 
All right, we love you guys. We'll be talking to you guys next week. Peace. Peace. This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday for The Ryan Reese Show. Hello, I'm Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we are the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. What we believe is that addiction is not a surprise to God. That's right. We discuss addiction from a biblical worldview and how true freedom comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolute freedom from addiction. The secular worldview of once an addict, always an addict is just not true. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, subscribe to Life After Addiction at lifeaudio.com.